Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, and Hummel's Wharf. Great to have you with us on this Thursday. Patrick Chambers in a few moments. Our play by play call of the day. Wheeler, back to Myra Jones, snaps off the three, it's good, and Penn State leads 61-55, 8.28 left. Wheeler, Two minutes. Myron Jones, Myron Jones, now Stevens, Euro step, right hand, awesome. good, ties it at 63 and a great play. And they're all gone from the bracelet. In the air, ball game. They'll throw it in. And that's it. The Nittany Lions walk into the Breslin Center and knock off Michigan State 75-70. Part of a historic season for the Nittany Lion basketball team, 21 wins, 11 in the conference, a Penn State record, eight consecutive conference wins, of which that win at Michigan State was one of them. And with that, we are joined by the head basketball coach of the Nittany Lions, Patrick Chambers. Steve, great to talk to you, buddy. Hope you're doing great. Hope you're doing well. Uh, to Courtney and the kids and everybody, hope you're doing well. Uh, yeah, everybody's uh, okay. Everybody's doing well so far. So far, so good. Good. So far, so good. Uh, in the role of Stadler and Waldorf, and, <laughs> and, and it is, it, I mean, the, the balcony view is, you know, I mean, so painless. Uh, obviously, when other people would come in, other broadcasters would come in, you know, while you're out there doing shoot-around, they'd chat with me, and they'd ask me about Lamar Stevens. Would I? Uh, this is what I was telling them near the end. I said he was to you what Saquon Barkley was to James. Would that be fair? I think that would be more than fair. Um, Lamar and I have an incredible relationship, more like uh, father son than than uh, coach player. Uh, we respected each other on the court. We worked together on the court, but off the court, we were very close. Uh, he spent a, a great deal of time in my office. Uh, never shied away from the office. Always came up, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, we spent a lot of time together. And then what he did for this program to raise a level and put it on a platform that we so desired, uh, he was that face. He was that guy that did that for us. And then what he did in the community uh, with the book and uh, everybody awesome. And just, uh, you know, he just kept giving back. Uh, very intelligent and in his approach and very humble and how, how he went about it. Um, I mean, only sometimes only those kids come by once in a lifetime. Let's hope it happens again. we got a great group of guys on the team uh, coming back. I'm excited about what the future holds. But there's only going to be one Lamar Stevens, and uh, he's going to go down, I would think, as the greatest player to ever play in Penn State history, even though he did not get the scoring record. I think what he's meant to this program, to build it to a top 25 team and and be, be ranked top 10 and 76 wins and 61 wins and, and the Big Ten era. And, you know, that's basketball-related. His impact is so much greater than that. And I think his impact and his legacy will lead to next year and years beyond. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, my perspective would be if, with two minutes ago, I'd like to see Taylor battle with the ball. But Lamar was the best 40-minute player I've seen here at Penn State. 
Four years. Yep. Didn't miss a game. Started every that game. Is, started every game. That's a warrior. That's a Spartan. Whatever term you want to come up with. The fact that he did not miss a game, and typically he didn't miss practices because he didn't want to, but, you know, I gave him some days off for sure because uh, you don't want him to wear down. But uh, what an amazing human being. Okay. How important is the academic advisor going to be to make sure Mike gets Mike Watkins gets to the finish line here in, in this situation because he, there are no face-to-face classes the rest of the semester? Yeah, these are challenges that that are very real challenges, not just for Mike Watkins, but for all the students. Uh, obviously, we know Mike's uh, bipolar disorder. It's very well documented. Um, and he needs to be in a classroom, and he needs his tutors, and he needs that structure for study hall, um, like a few other guys on the team and like some, some people out there in the university. Yep. So this is going to be very challenging for, for all of us. That's why communication is key. We've already done a bunch of Zooms. Um, we've already contacted the seniors to finish strong, talk to families, talk to Joey, talk to Lynn Holleran, um, just to make sure that we have a great plan in place, an action plan in place, that everybody uh, finishes strong here and understands the importance of the degree and what they need to do. Right, because, I mean, one of the keys is going to be once you're allowed to get back to practicing, and we hope that's during the course of the summertime, you want everybody, quote, eligible. I mean, fortunately, you have a team that already has great grade point averages to begin with. Correct. The the core of the team is excelling in the classroom. Uh, At least six or seven guys off the top of my head that are over three O's. Right. But but when it comes to Mike, you want to make sure – that he's so close to getting his degree, look, it was traumatic for all of us. I mean, he didn't get to play again. Right. Right? And so you're thinking, all right, well, you've been here five years, NCAA tournament, and um, just there there was so much going on, and it's traumatic for him. Uh, So this is going to be challenging. The communication level, the detail, um, being there, guiding him, and the professors working with him, not just via email, but really – working with him, either a video conference or uh, picking up the phone. I, I don't, this is un- uncharted territory we're in right now. Uh, but I, I believe in Penn State. I believe in the professors. I believe in our academic counselor that we are going to go the extra few yards here to make sure that Mike Watkins leaves Penn State with his degree. Uh, you mentioned and prefaced this, and as, you know, I, this is something you and I have talked about before, but you know, when you get 61 wins in three years, when you get 76, an average of 19 a year in four, what kind of trajectory do you feel Penn State is on right now in basketball? And you know, once you get a chance to talk to more recruits, once you get that chance, I mean, how important is that trajectory uh, to talk about? Steve, it's everything. I think we're a national program now. I, I put out a letter, which if you send me your um, email, I'll send it to you yep. on Sunday night at 6 o'clock and basically saying this senior group led us to top 25 in national prominence. Um, we were 10 weeks in, in the top 25. Uh, we tied for fifth in the Big Ten when it was this most difficult, and I think you might agree or disagree in your almost 40 years of, of working. Tom Izzo said in his tenure, this has been the hardest league he's ever worked in during his time. 
And in my short nine years, I would agree. It was brutal, and we had a really good team that fought for a Big Ten championship. So you put us on a top 25 uh, level, um, the exposure, the ability to recruit. We're talking to kids that we might not have had a shot, um, you know, maybe in past years. Uh, the talent that we have currently in the program really fires me up for the future. Um, I, I told John Rothstein yesterday I'm really disappointed we weren't in this top 45. Um, because we have MJ coming back and Miles coming back and Jamari Wheeler and John and Seth Lundy and Isaiah Brockington and you know the the emergence of a senior and Trent Buttrick and Kyle McClellan just and in our recruiting class I just think you know they're going to be hungry for more when this is taken away for you it's just a great reminder again I put this in the letter Steve that nothing's guaranteed tomorrow's not guaranteed the NCAA tournament's not guaranteed there's so many lessons to learn from this. So have no regrets and, and make sure that this program, you know, stays on that top 25 level um, where everybody can – everybody really respects who we are. And I think you saw that through the Big Ten season. We were the hunted. The people were hunting yes, us. that's right. No. The script totally flipped, and that was new. We were in a new position for one. We handled it well for the eight-game stretch, and then we kind of didn't handle it well to finish this season, and that – I think that'll forever stay with the juniors, sophomores, and freshmen that we don't allow that to happen again. Let me put it this way. When Minnesota is your 12th-ranked team in the conference, finishes in 12th place with Daniel Aturo and Marcus Carr, that shows you how good the Big Ten was. In a normal Big Ten year, that'd be a seventh-place seventh team. And I would say we would be a number one or two team. Right, in a normal, in a normal year. In the normal and we were. Yes. I mean, again, I go back to Tom because we talked before the game, and he's like, in a normal year, you guys, I mean, you're right there now, but you, you easily could have separation by winning eight straight games. There's only a few teams that were able to win eight, eight or more in a row, right, Steve? Right, that's us, exactly. Maryland, maybe Wisconsin, if I'm correct. Yes, that's it. I mean, to be able to I mean, do that in the league this year just shows you what we have and what we have in our program and in our locker room right now. Yeah, as good as Michigan State was, even they didn't do it this year. Uh, so as good as they were, uh, they did not. So, which is really important. I, the recruiting class coming in, oddly enough, because the season was going so well in so many ways, even on the Thursday show, I never once asked you about the recruiting class because everybody was so locked in on the on the present. I know you've got one that's a co-New England prep player of the year now, which has now come out. So what, what did those four guys do during the course of their high school seasons that gets you excited for their entry into Penn State? Look, you're talking about Dalian Johnson. Yes. And he had an unbelievable year. Yep. I know everybody's caught up in rankings. So I had imagined when their final rankings come out, he's going to be a top 100 and a four-star Easily four-star player. The kid made nine threes in a game. I mean, the kid can really shoot the basketball. He's athletic. He's a combo guard. Uh, we're, we're fired up for him. And I, um, a little bit like MJ, uh, I would say, but probably a little bit heavier than MJ, but very similar with the scoring mentality. Um, I, I was going to say maybe a better shooter, but not the way MJ shot when he was healthy. Right. So very, very comparable. Uh, Dorsey, you're, you're going to love him. He's a He's a four, three, four, five, whatever we deem him to be, six, seven, six, eight, already Big Ten ready body who can play off a ball screen. 
So if I choose to play small next year, you're going to have a, a, a stretch five that not only can shoot the three, but he's going to be able to make plays off ball screens right. too, which is going to be right. very challenging for the opponent to handle. Uh, so we're excited about him and big time player for the Hill School. Broke many records, broke the rebounding record there. So and a great kid and a high. Both kids are high academic kids. So we're, uh, we're or the future is very bright. And then DJ Gordon, six five six six. And honestly, if he was on the team this year, I think that was a missing piece. We really needed that defensive player yeah. that could guard an a, uh, AU, if I'm saying that right, from Illinois, so a longer guard that could really dig dig, down, uh, dig deep and just draw that line to say, I am guarding the, the best guard on the, the, the opponent's team. And I just think of Illinois and even disrupt Cassius, although Jamari Wheeler did a phenomenal job against every point guard yeah. in the league. I'm just saying that six four six five score right. we had trouble with Henry in the right. second half right. of the Penn State Michigan State on senior night. A Josh Reeves type that would go against Io DeSumo and you know and and lock him down. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and, and I think Gordon can do that for us. And DJ's probably more of a scorer. Uh, than than Josh, right. even though Josh did score a thousand points, and right. that's a big time credit to Josh. I'm so selfless, but I, I think DJ Gordon will give us that that wing that we desperately need. And, and oh, by the way, if you look at Brockington, he was technically a freshman. Sure, you know he, he played 18, 20 minutes at St. Bonnie's, but the Big Ten's a whole different animal, right? So so now he's with us. Yeah. Figure that piece out, and he will get better with that. Yeah, no question. And then there's there's the JC transfer that's coming in. You want you want to keep this team older, and that was also an important part for you as well going that route. No doubt, this is a, a six eleven pick and pop five, very long, has a great um, first jump, second jump, uh, extremely skilled. Um, shot blocker. We wanted to stay old. We wanted to remain old with Mike gone, Lamar gone, two big-time front court um, players as far as scoring and rebounding. We felt like we needed somebody who could step in right away and really spell uh, Big Johnny. Uh, I thought John Harris had an unbelievable year. Talk about player development at its best. Uh, man, did that kid give us everything. And he, the way he plays the ball screen, the way he blocks out. Uh, really proud of Big John, and he's only going to get better. But I think Valdir is definitely going to fill that void uh, of somebody who can get come in and and be able to play right away because he's older, he's wiser, and, and you know he's a junior. He's, he's going to be twenty one, twenty two years old when he steps on campus. So with with him, John Hera, Jamari Wheeler, Trent Buttrick, seniors, Miles Dread, and Myron Jones and Isaiah Brockington are all going to be juniors, and Seth Lundy a sophomore. This still keeps you on the trend of being the older team. How important is that moving forward, especially after what we witnessed in the Big Ten this year and what older meant? Look, you, you look at Northwestern, they were young. Yep. You look at Nebraska, they were all over the place, right? Transfers, but young for the most part. Yeah. 
Um, and Minnesota kind of piecemealed it. They had a pro, maybe a, maybe a first-round pick and a great point guard, but they were just filling in holes. Right. So you, you see where that is when you're young. Um, and you've seen where we've been. When we were young, Tony Carr and Lamar and Nas's first year, I mean, we only won 15 games. When I say only, I mean, we won seven in the Big Ten, but yet to keep us where we want to be in the top half of this league, fighting for Big Ten championships, being consistent, competing for the NCAA tournament, you have to stay old. And that's why, you know what, we're recruiting right now, Steve. We're, we're, we're on the phones. We're doing FaceTimes. We're doing Zoom calls. We're doing everything we can to stay connected, as number one, as a staff and a program, but two, let, let recruits know, all right, you, you might not be able to come to campus, but we're going to virtually bring it to you. Right. So if you're you know, in that mindset or mind frame that you want to make your decision sooner rather than later, you know what, we are ready, we are prepared. And, and it's been a new challenge for me as a leader. And I'm ex- it's been exciting, Steve. I mean, once I got over the grief of, uh, as you know, you reached out to me, and I appreciate your friendship so much, uh, the phone call, the text messages. You know, I was grieving, and I'm still grieving. I'm I still know devastated. That. I know. And it's been hard for me, really hard, because we put everything into this <laughs> uh, program over the last nine years. I'm, like, getting emotional now. You put so much into it, and to not hear your name, to not see these kids, you know, get their wristband or their pin to, to walk through that arena yeah. and hear you're a fifth or a sixth seed and you're playing whoever. And man, that just, it steals your joy. It steals your thunder a little bit. However, you do got to get back up. You know, it's like getting knocked out. Like Mike Tyson says, what are you going to do now? Yeah. You know, everybody's got a plan until you got knocked out. So we got knocked out, and we're still going to grieve a little bit. However, we have to start the healing process. That's why we've been doing the Zooms and the conference calls and the FaceTimes and the text messaging. Just to let everybody know we're so proud of them, and you can't diminish or take away what this group did. We're still going to celebrate because we did make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you to did. be a five or a six seed, is, they have a lot to be proud of. Absolutely. Uh, one last question, and that deals with, with the staff, because we've talked about this, this nine-year journey to get to this point and what you've accomplished over the years. I don't care whether it's getting a, a DJ new bill to open up the door in Philadelphia, getting a Chef Garner, which eventually opened the door to what you're, you know, you've done over the last four years. But Keith Urgo... And Ross, Ross Condon, they've been there the entire time. Then there's Jim Ferry and Kevin Freeman. What have they meant as a staff to the success that we've seen and the uh, sustained success that we expect now to see year in and year out from the program? Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought it up because I don't know if I do. I need to do a better job of promoting those guys. Um, I'm only as good as my staff. Not to bring up uh, – presidential uh, people, but Ronald Reagan used to say that, right, back in the day in the mm-hmm. early 80s. Sure. I'm only as good as my cabinet, right? How good's your cabinet? Yeah. Can they challenge you? Do they make you better? And Keith Ergo and Ross Condon have been my right and on my left for for a long, long time. Ross is with me at BU. I coach him at Nova. Ergo is with me at Villanova and been with me ever since. And they challenge me on a daily basis to make me to make me better. Uh, I have weaknesses. I'm not perfect. and But as long as I keep an open mindset um, and a growth mindset that I'll, I always want to get better, those guys are going to do that for me. And they're loyal. Man, that word loyal. Yeah. Where is it gone? 
where has it gone? And they're so loyal, so committed. And then to add in Jim Ferry's 30-plus years of experience and different ways to do things, again, you have to be open-minded instead of shutting people down. I'm like, maybe it's a different way to learn. Maybe it's a different way to teach. Maybe it's a different way to send a message. And he's been invaluable. Look, I brought Jimmy in to help me with the offense. It's been over 70 points the last three years. Yep. We've been the ninth best program in the Big Ten since 2015. Mm-hmm. Not sure a lot of people know that, Steve. I know you know it. Right. I'd like to know where we were in the last three years. Maybe Rose Carter, if she's listening, she can get that info for me. But we've done amazing things. So, you know, they always wanted more offense. They always wanted more, more shooting, more scoring, more threes. Well, we just smashed a three-point made record this year yep. by 25. We made 25 more threes than we've ever made in Penn State history, yeah. which is just amazing. And then Kevin Freeman, what he's done with our bigs. I mean, Mike goes for 19 and 12 at Mackey when he never even played more than nine minutes at Mackey in his entire career. And think about John Hara. His field goal percentage, his free throw percentage, his rebounding, his defense, his confidence. Even Lamar, that's Kevin Freeman really bringing in a national championship type mindset as a player national champion, as a coach national champion, a gold medal winner, had a cup of coffee in the league, but but didn't then didn't make the league. And, and so all those experiences, you couple all those four guys, and you sit in that room together, and you've been in that room, Steve. Man, it's just it's so much fun to be around when five guys are working together, pulling in the same direction, no ego, and just trying to get better and do what's right for your players and your team and your program. It's been really a lot of fun these last few years going to work, uh, bringing your lunch pal with those guys. I can't thank them enough. And you know what? You're in jeopardy. I know everything's kind of on hold right now because of this virus, but when rightfully so, it's a big concern you know, globally. But somebody's going to take a shot at one of these guys, and they deserve the shot because they're ready for it. Yeah. It's amazing what uh, what the skill, intelligence, and loyalty can mean in combination. You've got all that with your staff. So, Patrick, appreciate, appreciate that very much. Appreciate you very much. Thank you so much for giving us uh, your valuable time today. Steve, thanks, buddy. Love you. Appreciate your friendship, pal. You bet. Take care. Patrick Chambers, head basketball coach of the Nittany Lions. You can hear the emotion in his voice. When you pour your heart and soul into something and you accomplish as much as they did and that you know you've reached the goal and yet no one told you externally you reached the goal, officially. Very tough. But they made it, believe me. They more than made it. They were way in. We will uh, come back with more in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKLK, brought to you by our great friends at Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications 
applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Great to have you with us on the show today. Our thanks to... Patrick Chambers for joining us on the show in the previous half hour and also to Tim McManus talking about the all the moves the Eagles have made so far. We got a lot more going on. We're gonna have somebody from Pro Football Focus on tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Uh we we'll get in touch with Ryan Snyder, who's already committed to do this from Blue White Illustrated on the recruiting aspect. And how it is at this time, and how do you handle it? What do you do? What can you do? What can't you do? And we'll talk to Ryan about that. We also have a segment coming up on the sports gambling industry, which obviously has been hard hit by this as well. And then we also have the king on the show. And I thought uh, the suits message uh, just before. Uh, we came back on was an important one. Is it two one one? That's the number two one one. Yep, two one one. We had a story about it that's been airing throughout the day, and we have that at wkok.com too from the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way. And again, well, you know, whatever you can do to help others, that's great. Uh, and again, we talked earlier about restaurants. Look, restaurants are still doing takeout. Many, many restaurants are doing takeout. You can check out our website. That will tell you more about that at WKOK.com. And if you are someone that has means, I mean, I would never ask anybody that's struggling or worried about struggling to ever do this. But if you're somebody that of means, uh, not only patronize the restaurant's takeout, but at the same time, if you're someone of means, kick a little extra on the tip in there. You know, just to help out somebody else. Just a thought. Uh, Sean Payton, the Saints head coach, says he tested positive. Uh, he has um, said that he wasn't feeling well this past Sunday, was run down, uh, does not have a fever, and uh, does not have a cough, but he, he came back, tested positive, so he's going to self-quarantine um, for the next 14 days. Uh, so he's he's going to shut it down for two weeks. But along the way, it is not just you know, look. You can expect the numbers of those who have it to spike because you have testing now. It's going to be revealed, right? Um, more and more who has it. Uh, so that number will go up, but then eventually, with with if we do what we're supposed to, with social distancing, working from home, 
and so forth, then that number will plateau. When that number plateaus, then we will turn the corner. And that's what we're looking to do. In the meantime, we'll continue with the, with the news of the day. You know, and look, it's not like there's not positives out there. I, mean, I talked earlier about, and I mentioned this before, about the Jazz. 58 out of the 60 outside of Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell tested negative. The, and it was, then it was revealed uh, this morning that the entire Oklahoma City Thunder team tested negative. The Toronto Raptors tested negative. In the NHL, the LA Kings tested negative. The Anaheim Ducks all tested negative. And this is like not just the players. This is the coaches, the organizational people. I mean, they've gone through, because they're able to go through private testing firms to get this done. So if you're wondering why prominent people can, you know, they're not taking the public test. They're getting it through a private test, through private testing. Uh, that's how they're able to find out. Detroit had one player, the Pistons. Everybody else tested negative. Christian Wood tested positive. Everyone else tested negative. We know about the four positive tests with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, and everybody else tested negative. Uh Three of the four are asymptomatic. So that's where we are. I mean, we take it day by day. At some point, we will turn the corner. Right? It's great to have you with us on the show today. And, uh, oh, I, gee, one of the guests I forgot to mention, we got Seth Greenberg, too. be fun having him on on the show. So we have a list. We have a list. And hopefully uh, you've enjoyed as an escape some of the shows that we've had on for you this week. And we'll go right into the next week and keep on going. More guests. That's why we got uh, Pro Football Focus coming. We're going to take a lot of look at Pro Football Focus too when it comes to the draft. The NFL draft is coming up in late April. And the moves that you're seeing now in free agency, there are several stages to this. You go through your season, you play your season, you crown a champion, which is what the NFL did. Then the next stage after that is, okay, where did you finish? Where do you draft? Next stage is the combine. The combine did take place in Indianapolis. And the next stage for that, Pro Days. Pro Days not happening, so there's going to have to be another way of doing some things. And then the next stage is free agency. What you do in free agency then sets up how you're going to draft. That's the key. What you do in free agency sets up how you're going to draft. So let's take the Philadelphia Eagles. Darius Slay... They acquired in a trade with Detroit, gave up a three and a five. Reasonable. I think I want to say he has three years to go in his contract. Um, he had one year left, and then the Eagles just signed him to a three-year extension. All right, so now they've got that taken care of. So that now indicates that the Eagles, instead of maybe going after a corner, they took care of it in free agency. They took care of it with a, a defensive tackle in free agency with a draft that is deep and wide receivers, now the door is open to them to get a high-level wide receiver to go with Carson Wentz and 
Miles Sanders at running back and Zach Ertz at tight end. That's what they're looking to do. So that's what free agency does. Free agency then does set up how you draft. You're asking about the Steelers. Well, they signed Derek Watt, whom I like. He's a good fullback. I thought he was a good fullback, but he was at Wisconsin. And the Steelers still use a fullback from time to time in their offense. Perfectly fine. But it's obvious that whatever they do is going to come from the draft. And remember, they don't have a first-round pick because their first-round pick is Minka Fitzpatrick. Well, no offense, that's a heck of a first-round pick. They lost Sean Davis to the Redskins. Sean Davis did not pan out the way I thought he would pan out. I thought when they drafted, I want to say they drafted Sean Davis and Artie Burns at the same time, and I was not big on Artie Burns, with all due respect to Artie. Uh, But I was big on... Sean Davis. I thought that was a great... I want to say he picked up Davis in the second round. I was, but he didn't pan out the way I thought he would. Um, Just didn't work out that way. And he ended up with the Redskins. Now, Ron Rivera is bringing in couple of guys that he had with the Carolina Panthers with him. But that is uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the Redskins do and here's here's why. The Redskins are going to show what kind of confidence they have in Dwayne Haskins. Oh, by the way, you see the Broncos released Joe Flacco? Yeah, that wasn't a whole uh, big surprise there. No, 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 no no surprise there. No surprise. Todd Gurley got released by the Rams. No surprise. They need to do a better job of managing the cap. That's one of them. And Gurley has been a total mystery for the last year and a half. Everyone assumes he's hurt his knee, but my goodness, to what extent? Remember, he did hurt his knee in college, too. But my goodness, I mean, he has been a total mystery. You know, I mean, obviously, Sean McVay knows what's going on. You can tell by the way they spot him. I mean, even the Super Bowl, C.J. Anderson got more touches than Gurley did, and it's really interesting how the Ram offense has been functional, but not great since he got hurt. How about that? How about that for an assessment? And Jerry Goff has been functional, not great since Gurley got hurt. Plus, they've made a lot of moves, including Jalen Ramsey. That ate up a lot of their cap space. Then there's Malcolm Jenkins. I just want to keep bringing that up because it's an open sore for you. <laughs> but hey, that like I said, that sore is better now that Darius Slay is an eagle. 
Are you sure? See, I'm yes. a little worried. I, I'm, I'm a little worried about you. No, no, you become bitter. Very bitter. Very, very bitter. And I'll be happier if Howie Roseman has a good draft. Oh, and we still got five weeks to go before we find that out. True. Five weeks? Or if he lands uh, an Akwe, too, from Jacksonville. Some rumors swirling around there that the Eagles are trying to bring him in, too. How far into the cap are they? Uh, they were middle of the road. I think they had, I think they were like $30 million under the cap, something like that. I have to double-check that. But they, oh, they, 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 they can get whole... Ngakwe, then. Yeah, absolutely. They can definitely afford him. I mean, Darius Slate was the only major contract they have signed so far. Ngakwe is the kid out of uh, Maryland, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he has one year left on his – well, he, he was – it was a contract year for him last year. He held out wanting a new deal, didn't get it. Jaguars just franchise tagged him, and he still is not happy. So now he's trying to – he's still trying to seek a trade. Not happy. Well, his happy his happiness is paramount to me. That's brilliant. <laughs> no, I can I'm not see happy. That. I mean, during these tough times, telling everybody you're not happy, <laughs> I don't think goes over big with the general public at the moment. Yeah, not a lot of saying. not a lot of sympathy out there for you right now. Not a lot of sympathy. Uh, I don't think I mentioned this earlier. DJ Carton, and I've talked about him before, who had to sat out the last, oh, I don't know, six to eight weeks of the season because he's been suffering from mental illness, depression, whatever it may be. Um... And we talked about him a lot on the show only because of the great sympathy we have for him. And after watching, obviously, firsthand Mike Watkins go through this, thus your sympathy, empathy for him is even higher. He's decided he's going to transfer from Ohio State. And he made the announcement today. He's a good player. He's a good guard, left-handed, and is a good-looking player. I mean, you're talking about ten and a half points, three assists per game in the twenty minutes that he in the twenty games he played this year for Ohio State. When he was trying to decide, he's from Indianapolis. When he was trying to decide what to do, and I'm talking about this is a year and a half ago. He had it down to Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio State. He picked Ohio State. Now Michigan's in a different situation now than he was recruited the first time because you remember. His letter of intent was signed in the early signing period in November 2018. So he was being recruited at that point by John Beeline, not Jawan Howard. Indiana, it was Archie Miller who was recruiting him at the time. And being from Indianapolis, and Indiana is desperate to get back on track. As you can tell how Archie was trying to handle something as easy to handle as Joe Lenardi who's one of the great guys on the planet. Um, uh, 
you know, you could tell how they were getting bent out of shape out of some players and about certain situations. All right, we'll take a break. We'll wrap it up in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hi, this is Scott Paff, CEO of Milton Savings Bank in Milton. While other banks come and go or change their names and lose their community focus, we've remained in Milton serving the needs of our community, as well as Northumberland, Union, and other surrounding counties, all while making decisions right here locally. With 100 years of focusing on residential mortgage lending, we offer purchase money, construction, and home equity loans, as well as personal loans for your other borrowing needs. At Milton Savings Bank, we offer checking, savings, and money market accounts, as well as Christmas and vacation clubs, online and mobile banking, and IRAs. We also offer business checking accounts with no minimum balance and no fees. We're excited to announce our 100th anniversary celebration. Follow us on Facebook for upcoming details. Thank you for supporting Milton's only hometown bank. Not a customer? See what you're missing. Stop in at 80 Broadway, Milton, or call us at 570-742-8541. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. All right, great to have you with us on the show. Since the um, the guy that occupies the back corner office refers to himself often as Nick the Greek, I, I, I don't know if I've heard that one before. I, he, he, well, you know, he loves the track. You do know that, right? I did not know that, actually. Yeah, he does know. He loves the track. He loves the track. He's big on the ponies. Okay? So he enjoys it. That's fine. So we're going to talk with Ben Strauss tomorrow on the gambling industry, which obviously has been hit hard by this. But also there's a domino to the states and so forth because now you have 20 states involved in this. And he'll join us from the Washington Post tomorrow. We'll also have somebody from Pro Football Focus on tomorrow. Monday, let's see, we've got Ryan Snyder, Blue White Illustrated, on football recruiting on Monday's show. And there's more to come. Seth Greenberg's going to join us as well. So, I mean, we've got... Plenty going on here. It'll extend, you know, just it's not a question of extending anything. It's just there's a lot of topics to discuss. Now, the NFL has been, quote, the gift that keeps on giving in all this. That way you can have a Tim McManus on the show today and talk about the Eagles because of all the various moves they made this week. And then the draft is coming up. And the draft will be in late April. So we're going to have to talk about that. And I think then at some point, Obviously, I I truly believe, and it's just you know everyone knows I'm a diehard optimist about everything. I truly believe we're going to turn the corner here. And hopefully, my optimism is rewarded because all of us need that. But we have more guests coming up tomorrow. More coming up on Monday, and we also have guests into Tuesday. And the list just keeps on rolling. At some point, we're going to get Dane O'Neill on the show, too. we got to get Dane on the show. And I talked to Dick Girardi today about joining us. Donnie Collins wrote a very thoughtful column. We're going to get Donnie on the show, too. 
Today's show has been brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. A productive show today where, for the moment, Matt Catrillo's disgust and disdain for Malcolm Jenkins going back to the Saints, we feel like Darius Slay has helped out. 